Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is the Legend Series, the Jason Hetherington Story, Part 2. Enjoy. I've looked at Brady going, what'd you do wrong on the weekend? <laughs> he looked at me and going, what'd you do wrong yeah. on the weekend? I said, oh, bugger, fine. Hey, look what's coming across here. Anyway, it was Murdoch's men and wow. they tapped a few of us on the shoulders and wanted to have meetings with us. Yeah, didn't know what was going on. With Super League, the Bulldogs lost McCracken, Pay, Smith and Dimmick literally overnight. Business is business and play on or... Were you guys that stayed with the club disappointed and put out that there was such a fracture? Oh, I don't think we were disappointed. They, you know, they had the opportunity to do what they did and yep. still all good mates. I still remind Jimmy and Crackers and Dino if they had a stayed, we could have won four more comps. Yeah. <laughs> I still remind them. Um, but yeah, you know, we, you know, we're, well, I'm only speaking on behalf of myself, yeah. but. I know I was fine, you know, if that's that's their opportunity to yep. to better themselves and better help their families and that's what they have to do and that opportunity come along for them so they grabbed it and it, it was, it was hard times, you know, mm. there's a lot of distractions and, you know, we didn't know what we were doing and we turned up for training there one day and putting our boots on and, you know, mm. even apes and... The hierarchy didn't know what was going on, whether we were playing or... Wow. Anyway, we, we're putting our boots on and getting ready for trainers about 10 o'clock in the morning. Anyway, Apes has given us a big talk and he said, ring the wives up and the girlfriends to come and pick you up. I said, oh, what are we doing? Oh, and I, we're training. And he wheeled a wheelie bin out full of beer and we just sat down and drank beer. Yeah. So that was our training run for the day. So it was wow. a good day. Yeah. Yeah, a great training run. Great training run. Well, we, we didn't play. There was Yeah. Didn't play the the weekend coming. So it was unusual. When you look at it, uh, and the quality of that nineteen ninety five side that was, you know, torn apart, that era could have been anything for Canterbury Bankstown. Yeah, yeah, it could have been. There's four and, and not only not only those four, there was like Matty Ryan. It was, right. I think I counted about eight from the year before. Wow. You know, Marty left and yep. I think Brocky finished up. Yep. So there was about eight from the year before yep. plus your four big guns, you yep. know. So that's half your football side gone. Mm. 
But you've got to remember, by 98, we'd made another grand final. Yes. So 96, 97 were probably pretty lean. Mm. But when you're losing that many players, I think it's a testament to the club in how strong they were with losing that quality and then within two years being in another grand final against Brisbane. So... I think that was that that was the strength of that club. It wasn't until nineteen ninety eight you earned your first and well deserved representative jersey. Before we get on to playing for Queensland, just being named for Queensland, who reigned you and what did that feel like? Oh I I still again, one of those memories you still we would never forget. Yeah. And I was just sitting out the back in Wattle Grove in Sydney, yep. um, soaking up a bit of sunshine and my neighbour actually come running across who we're, I'm still good mates with, who was a mad Bulldogs man, through and through. Wow. Yeah, he come running across and, you're in the Queensland side, you've been picked for Queensland. So that's how I found out, Ross Lobb run across telling me, yeah. So, um, again, great memory, still still see it, um, how it unfolded, but couldn't believe it, um, had to pinch myself, I actually... I think it was on the Sunday and they named it Monday and we were playing Manly and I tackled Matty Ridge and my knee collided with his knee and I was in all sorts of troubles oh. and thought, oh, I can't, I've got to try and push through this, you know, it's my first opportunity. So, um, yeah, yeah, wonderful. But from 1980, that's what you wanted to do. And yeah. when I was in that little Queensland side, number 12, 1981, we were actually guests of honour to the game in Brisbane and they sat us along in on chairs inside the signage. So we were right wow. there, yeah, yeah. So that was my first real – we used to listen – like we'd listen to it on the radio. Yeah. But, yeah, that was my first as a 12-year-old and I wanted to be a part of it. The week, the build-up, the game, the experience of wearing that maroon jersey, would I be right in saying you remember it pretty – Fondly, and it still brings a smile to your face all these years later. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's yeah. like I said, that's a dream come true for for any rugby league kid in Queensland to to represent Queensland. Yeah. Uh, pull that maroon jersey on. It's it's an honour. Um, a lot of responsibilities come with it. You got to understand those responsibilities and yep. and the honour behind it. And as, you know, the, I know as a fan when I was a kid watching it. You know, I couldn't sleep for a week if we'd got beaten. Yeah. You know, it was devastating, and they're the they're the things I understand because I was one of the supporters, but then I stepped into into a player, so I understood how people felt. Mm. You know, when when Queensland got beaten, eight origins over three seasons. Nineteen ninety eight, Queensland won the series. Ninety nine was the famous drawn series. Two thousand, the New South Wales. Clean sweep. Does one game stand out in particular, and if so, why? Oh, I think um, in '99, in the wet, it was a real wet game in Brisbane. Yeah, and I got uh, I got man of the match actually. So that was a that was certainly a, a um, massive honour uh, to to receive that. The the way the game unfolded, it suited the way I played. Yep. So. Um, it was very defence orientated match, um, but I remember Blocker giving me it was the home hardware back in those days, and he congratulations, Jason, you're one man of the match. Here's a thousand dollar voucher for home hardware. I, was, well, I might go and get a cordless drill, I think. 
But I'd forgotten. I didn't realise the repercussions. A week before, I did an opening at a Mitre 10 store and they gave me a cordless drill for doing it, for doing the thing. So they <laughs> rang me up and said, what, didn't our cordless drill work? I said, sorry, mate, it was the only thing I could think of at the time. <laughs> Retracking 1998, that game, that final, Bulldogs versus Eels, one of the most famous games of all time. Amazing, wasn't it? Probably probably the most, I'd imagine, yeah. um, in the circumstances of the game. Yeah. And I know my late mother, she watched that game over and over on the old VCR. Wow. And she must have, she wore the tape out on it. Yeah. And um, I think if you, if you track back and go through the circumstances, you're playing for a grand final spot. Yeah. You know, so, and you're down 18 2 with 10 to go. Uh, mm. I think it was – and, again, you've you got to remember the week before we had an extra time game against Newcastle. So yeah. we played extra time the week before um, and then Parramatta, we, we luckily and hard work, we dragged them into extra time. Yep. And we just knew, you know, with what we'd done with Billy, we just – we knew – Yep. But if we just hung in there and kept going, kept going, we'd we'd gain a bit of momentum, and we certainly got that momentum going. And you know, Ralphie pulled out a magnificent pass to, to Rod Silver, Rocket, and Rocket ever reliable and on the spot. Like they 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 were just they're the certain plays that separate teams. I think yep. you know, Ralphie's probably done that three times in his life. Yeah. Hey, legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of the team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go, from scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week. And we can cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. Packages start from as little as $150. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. He did one on the big stage right at the right time, you know. So, you know, that, that to me, when we could just feel the momentum coming and we just had to hang there, we knew if we could drag them into extra time, we'd, we'd be right, you know. You go on to the grand final, but that Brisbane side was red hot. In 98, you'd also play for Australia for the first time in New Zealand. Um, I think you're a late call-up as well. Yeah, I was a late call-up. Um, I was down at... Canterbury Pool doing some laps and Gary Hughes come down, another thing I can remember vividly. Mm, I bet. Anyway, I popped my head up at the end of the pool and Gaz was waiting there and I'm, I swim like a buddy besser block, I'm terrible. But anyway, <laughs> that's all right. Um, he's waiting at the end of the pool and I popped my head up and he said, oh, you get you got a call up to go to New Zealand um, over with Wayne in the Australian side. I said, oh, you're kidding, aren't you? He said, no, I'm fair income. 
He said, but there's one problem. They haven't got any seats left on the plane. We can't get you on. I said, well, bloody strap me to the wing. I'll be right. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I got over there. I was lucky. Um, I just, I think from memory, Kevy, Kevy got injured, injured his hamstring. Yep. And they moved Johns to 5'8", and then I went up in, Wayne got me into hooker. And I can still remember it. You were over there. Yeah. Yeah, you were there. And... Um, I went up and saw Wayne and he was lying on the bed. He had that vertigo or something. He That's was, right. Oh, he was crook. Yeah. And I went up into his room and I just said, thanks for the opportunity, Wayne. I won't let you down. So, um, yeah, we got the got the good win there on that game too. Playing for Queensland, playing for Australia, is it a different honour and feeling or the same? Oh, they're, they're probably, you know, Australia's your pinnacle. That's yep. doesn't matter what sport, what what you do, whether you're playing darts, we, you want to represent your country. That's yes. that's the number one. Um, but they certainly got diff- different emotional sort of feelings yep. to them. I think um, it's you know, great. Like I said, grand finals probably you know, a lot of great players have played for Australia. Probably haven't got the chance to win a grand final. Correct. Vice versa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're all an honour. Um, you can't, you know, Queensland's a three-game series and the hype and I guess the the emotional attachment to it from, you know, again, you want to play for Australia, you know, but yep. I think Australia's, that's the pinnacle of why we play. That's, everyone's wants to achieve the, mm. the top and that's playing for Australia. Seemingly at the top of your game, a year or two later, you're gone. Salary cap issues at Canterbury. Who told you there was no room? Do you recall that slap in the face? Yeah, it wasn't um, wasn't more about salary cap. It, it was well, it was to a certain degree. But I was getting to the age where they was just like I was saying with that year, yeah, yep. sort of, and and the opportunity, and always wanted to go overseas and play over there. You did, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I was getting to the age where. Well, I thought I had to make that move. Yep. Otherwise, the, the opportunity may have not come around again. Yep. And Canterbury Gaz offered me one year, um, and two. It's in there, you know. I understand it's in their planning. It's in you know clubs have got to mm. plan for their future. So you get to that age bracket where you you pop along year at a time, you know, um, or do you take three years overseas? So yeah. You know, a bit more security, I guess, uh, to go overseas and always wanted to do it mm. and the opportunity came, so I, I took it. And I was still, you know, I was the incumbent test hooker and Queensland hooker at that time, yeah. so it was – but I just knew in – in I knew in myself. I, time I, was right. Yeah, time was – yeah, time. And, and it, like, when I come back, I had a bit of surgery and I come back and I'd, I'd finished a year early. The doctor told me to give it up. Yeah. Um, Turvey, Stevie Mortimer was at the helm at Canterbury and yeah. he tried to tried to get me to go one more year when I came back. And I said, oh, Turvey, I'd be doing you and your club and myself an injustice, I think, mate. I just, yeah, I, I knew I couldn't. Yeah, it's like when you retire and come back and try and get back to yeah. that level. I just, I knew in my heart. I would have tried to and the efforts would have been there, but I just thought, I, you know, 
I would have probably let everyone down because I, I wouldn't have. I felt I couldn't get back to to where I was. Okay. Did you enjoy your two years over there with the London Broncos? Oh, I had a ball. Did you? Oh yeah, had a ball. Yeah. Oh, probably biggest claim to fame. I was being off British television, never to appear again <laughs> on the footy show. <laughs> Go on, let yeah, us know. No, I wasn't wasn't too bad. Uh, the the sense of humour, like we're similar sense of humour with the Poms, but. We're still colonials, like you don't disrespect yeah. them, you know. Yep. And and I, w- I was only having a bit of a dig. I wasn't. It was only a joke. It wasn't being disrespectful. But Chris Warren was Rabs's son. Yep. Was hosting with a couple of palms. Anyway, I was telling them how cultured. I'm a cultured young man, and I love the art museums and history and that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, one of the pommies said, "Oh." Jason, what's the best part of London? And I said, oh, it might have to be the departure gates at Ephraim. <laughs> well, they reckon the switchboard lit right up. Is you know, that she right? went like a Christmas tree, yeah. And then they told me to settle down, so I settled down. And and then one of them asked me, what's the difference with the cold weather? Because mm. I'd gone from Umbrella Bar, I was off-season, so... I went from 43 degrees straight oh. to minus five within 24, 24 hours. Wow. Anyway, we played Halifax game one up in the mountain and she started snowing as we are going up there and she asked me, oh, what's the difference, the heat and the cold? I said, oh, I think I'd rather play in the heat. I said, I played in the cold up at Halifax the other week and after the first 10 minutes I was buggered. Well, they took buggered literally. Because it's not slang over there, so they took it like a, yeah, I was, wow, yeah. So the switchboard lit up again and told him to stop swearing on our national television show, and so I was never to appear on British television again. No uh, more interviews. No more done. Done me five hundred quid each time she was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Into retirement you rode after so many tough battles, but. The toughest was still actually to come. If we look back to 2012, 2013, you lost your sister to cancer. Your wife, Kim, was diagnosed for the first time. I would imagine something as confronting as that makes every other problem in the world seem very, very insignificant. Yeah, it was a really tough period. Um, We're trying to – I was coaching up here in Rocky – and they were both up at oncology at the same time. So I'd be sitting in the middle, I'd have my sister one side and my wife the other side. So it was certainly a challenging period and all that went on for a long period. And then I lost my sister in the meantime. Kim got through it. Yep. But then it reappeared two and a half years later. So she's still in remission now, um, but all... Touch wood, everything's uh, health's good and everything's Health is well. good? Yeah, mate, yeah. Yeah, and we, yeah, we, oh, it's, it's certainly very emotional and, mm. but I guess it's, uh, you know, it affects everyone, not, not just Kim and I, yep. it's the, the kids and, and everyone. So, and I think the hardest part, the kids were only pretty young trying to, because I'd lost my sister, they thought mum was going to go the same way, you know, yep. so. That that emotional roller coaster was trying to explain it to the kids that everything's fine. That was hard, mate. Speaking of the kids, the experience and the emotion of 
watching one of the twins, Kobe, play first grade. Can you separate the footy mind you have and just enjoy it as a proud parent? Oh, definitely. Yeah, that was, you know, that that was, again, still remember it. You know, he rang up and said, Dad, I'm going to get a crack this weekend. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. And thanks to the Broncos, they flew Kim and I uh, down to Sydney. They played the Roosters. Lovely. Flew us down and put us up and... We we took his brother, two brothers and yep. sister down as well, um, so the whole family could experience the the moment. Um, and it was a great moment for him having us all there. And you know, a lot of his one of his or his first coach, Brad Richo, over in Gladstone, he brought his son down that he played with. Oh, and lovely! Yeah, there was a he had a, a really you know strong support base there that night and. It was a good game for him. He played well and, yeah, he's he's doing quite well. He's doing quite well and, and Zach, his twin brother, is uh, is down at the Bulldogs. Yeah, he just landed back down there. He had three years out of school down there. Um, uh, yeah, you know, again, it's a lot of it's opportunity-based and if you want to grab it, that opportunity, you run with it. And They've got that in them. They train hard and they're tough enough. And They do? Yeah, yeah, they're good, good trainers and... Oh, they like a good time too, like all of us. But yeah, I identical think, twins are they identical? No, nah, fraternal. Yeah, Sorry, fraternal yeah, twins. They're fraternal. Yeah. yeah. Are they similar footballers? They're very similar. Um, yeah, Zach's not as probably bigger framed as Kate. Yep. Um, they're both six one, and Zachy's about ninety two, ninety three, and Cabe's close to a hundred now. So he's. Filled out, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's filled out. He was always going to. Yeah. I could see see it in him. Um, but he's been – he's had a couple of full-time pre-seasons now, yep. so Zachy hasn't had one yet. So this is his first one and, you know, I think for their development it's it's important that, that full-time stuff um, to get the education of the yep. game and toughness and, you know, even building resilience in the hard training yep. and all that. All those ingredients, you know. It is a big step because if you aren't in the top 30 or under the rookie contract top 36, you're training twice a week as a, a unit, you're doing your extras. But as a full-time footballer, it's five days, six days a week full-time. I mean, the learning curve is, is huge. Yeah, it's got a lot of benefits, Andy. They, you know, and again, with Cobra, and Zach, they've got. I think the resilience was there because they didn't step straight into a top thirty or thirty six out of school. Yep. 
So they'd have to, you know, Cave would have to go and work on a roof all day or whatever and then go and find himself to training and do all the hard training yeah. after work. So I think that's that's important for educational side of things on, on re- building that resilience on what you have to do, you know. What are you up to these days, mate? We're sitting here in Rockhampton recording this. What's keeping you busy because you're... You're not a sit-still type of guy? No, I jump around like a centipede on a shovel, but I, <laughs> I don't mind sitting down and having a spell every now and then. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I've um, I've had a water truck business for oh, 18 years, I yeah. suppose, um, which I'm just sort of slowly phasing out of. Um, I've got my old job back down at the port down in Gladstone where I was, I was there for about eight years and then... Stepped away from that and went off coaching for a while, yep. um, but the opportunity came to go back, and which I, I'm doing, and it it does free up a bit of time now. Yeah. I've, you know, I've been flat for twenty years, really mm. flat out, um, and now that opportunities came has come up. I, it, I've taken it, and also my dad's not getting any younger. He yeah. he thinks he he is, and. So he's still running the block out there at Brullabar and it gives me the opportunity to go out and get him out of the yards because he, yep. he still thinks he can do it, but he knows he can't move now. So if something's coming at him, he just braces himself, takes a full brunt because he just can't move out of the way. So last time we are out there, I sat, took a chair out, sat him under the tree. The kids and I did all the work. Yep. And he said, what have I been benched? I said, yep, on the bench, on interchange. And I said, I mightn't even need you yet. <laughs> so just stay there. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's tough. He, yeah, he's tough. The country folk doing it tough up here over the last two years? Yeah, no, yeah. It's um, We probably haven't felt the full force of what's mm. been going on in the world um, as far as all the lockdowns and, mm. and all that sort of thing. We. We've had a few false alarms, yeah, which turned out to be false alarms. So, but we're just we're just poking along. Yeah. Um, the hard part, I guess, for me, is now trying to get down to Sydney. Hopefully, it, it's hard to keep up with. Yeah, I, I find it hard keeping up with the rules on what, what you're allowed to do and not allowed to do. Yeah, um, so can shoot down there and watch him play a bit of footy, but. Uh, I've been caught a couple of times um, in Brizzy. Uh, yep. We've had to get out. But up here, uh, I think the biggest element we battle is the bloody weather up here. We, yeah. Rain's nice. We've had a bit of rain the last little bit, so we're always relying on the, especially out of Brullabar, we're relying on the weather a hell of a lot. Always a pleasure, mate. You're awesome to watch on the field, as tough as they come as well. Off it. You're still the same bloke I met all those years ago. Jason Hetherington, you, sir, are a legend. Pleasure, Andy. Thanks, mate. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legend series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. The weekly wodge drops in time for your weekend. It's full-on and the hottest podcast on the market – Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. It's a must-listen. 
Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing. Every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.